Welcome to the Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Peru. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from amazing women who are embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way. Breaking down the midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose. And to step out of your bubble. So what's stopping you? Welcome back to a new week of Out of the Bubble podcast. And today we are definitely injecting some northern humour into our podcast interviews with Stephanie Oram, who is now a published author and she's been in the bestseller for um, erotic, humorous fiction and several occasions with her four series of books. The first one, Wax Whips, My Hairy Bits, an erotic comedy of errors, um, came out in June 2020 and has been delighting and making women laugh all across the country. And I'm really looking forward to finding out how somebody has gone from just about starting a new recruiting agency just at the beginning of the pandemic to changing her direction and going into erotic humorous fiction, a genre that she herself confesses she's never read anything before. So if you found reading Fifty Shades of Grey was not something you could relate to at all, then I kind of think this might be something that might make you chuckle. I'm looking forward to finding out where the inspiration came from. Grab a coffee and enjoy. So welcome, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Good morning to another fellow northerner, which is always nice. I know. I know. Don't get to see many of them. (laughs) As I said in the introduction, I've already given you um, a a raving introduction to your book, which I have read. Um, how do you introduce yourself to people now? How have you kind of got over that fear of saying you are now a published author? Um, well, when people ask me what I do, um, obviously I say I'm an author. And then I just wait for the, what do you write? And they're obviously expecting me to say a historical romance, <laughs> funny lucky books. And I just love, you know, sort of the shock that hits their face. Yeah. And then they generally start laughing. But yeah, it. it's a shocker. <laughs> I love that though. And I love the fact that you're really challenging. We'll talk about this lots, but you're really challenging the kind of stereotypical representation of women in these kind of books. It's brilliant. Yeah. But how did this all start? Because this is not your background. You actually, you know, you've had a career in recruitment. Yeah. And I'm right in thinking you were just about to get back to starting your own business at the beginning yes. of lockdown. Um, I was in the process of setting up a recruitment agency to help the over 50s get back into the workplace. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you have so many women that take the career breaks or have children. And then, of course, with the sandwich generation. So... Uh, with me my children had just grown then dad got alzheimer's so was helping look after dad as well yeah. and there's lots of people in that position and I, I really felt passionately that i wanted to help them get back into the workplace um so yeah everything was set and i was ready to go and the press was booked march 23rd came that's it you know nobody knew what was going to happen did they you know it's like everything stopped um, so I had all this menopausal anxiety. I had all this, what on earth am I going to do anxiety? Yeah. My boys were home, everyone's at home. And you know when you start, when somebody goes out and you come in, you start straining so Thora, you yeah. think, actually, you know, this has got to stop, got to do yeah. something here. Um, 
so has weighing up my options and banana bread maybe or do a bit of uh, exercise at home and then coincidentally I read a couple of lines from Fifty Shades of Grey and I've never read it I've never seen the film and it just struck me I thought no women aren't like that wouldn't it be funny if you took these books and you turned them on their head and you wrote them as comedies yeah. you know, with a real with a real main character, you know, a, a main character that had cellulite, stretch marks, loved to wear big pants, knew her own boundaries, wasn't afraid to say no. Yeah. And he was effectively a, a bit of everyone, every woman. Exactly. They're relatable. It's that you can there's bits in it. And I think you said a um I'm sure I've read somewhere that you said that with the Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, there's a scene where they're, they're, she's being whipped. Yeah. And you were like, what would you do? What would your actual reaction in, in reality be? And it wouldn't be to... Oh, and, and in my book, that happens to Anne. And yeah. she just has this primeval response to it because she wasn't expecting it. And she turns around and punches him on the nose. Fair play. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so I was left with this option. You know, do I bake banana bread or do I write a funny monkey book? So I went for funny monkey book naturally. And it's the, the thing you say naturally though, it's not, I mean, I think you've actually described yourself somewhere as being slightly prudish. This is not something that you've yes. done a lot of reading and research no, prior no. to this at all. I mean, it was literally um, thinking about these scenarios. So do you remember um, Basic Instinct? Yes. Where they have sex in the kitchen over the washing up. Yeah. Oh, it's not practical. It's barely hygienic. <laughs> so with situations like that, you take them, you turn them on the head, you make them sort of really realistic, and then you find the comedy, you find the comedy in them. Um, I mean, I lie awake in bed some nights just laughing to myself. You know when I thought the candle yeah. scene? Yes. <laughs> that, that came up, popped into my head about two o'clock one morning, and wouldn't it be funny if I spilled the candle wax, you know? Um, so it was a really enjoyable process. I didn't force it. I didn't make myself sit down and write. I just, I just wrote when it when it came to me. And when um, it came to research, did you did you start reading other erotica books, or did you talk to your friends? How did you get I the spoke to, I spoke to friends, um, and like I said, it was just it was just these typical scenes that you see in films um, and scenes that people talk about in books. Um, but no, in the only research I did was I, I went on the Urban Dictionary quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do these abbreviations mean? <laughs> yeah, it was. The Urban Dictionary was an absolute godsend, you know. <laughs> I'd hate anyone to look at my browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> but what did your friends and family think to this then? Because it seems to me um, that you've been quite out of character up to this point. Um, my friends thought it was hilarious. Mm. Um, my husband, I think, thought maybe I'd kind of lost the plot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> my boys were kind of half, you know, half proud, half absolutely mortified. Yeah, I can relate to that. I, my yeah. Son's, yeah, my son's kind of proud of the work I'm doing, but we're not on social media together. <laughs> no, 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 no. So everything had to go, my Facebook had to go private, you know, it's like, don't tell anyone. I'm like, well, I might have to tell people. <laughs> Um, but I wrote it under a pen name um, because I thought, well, you know, if everyone hates it and it's rubbish, nobody needs to know. I can just, <laughs> I can just deny it. Yeah. Um, and I think I was quite shocked by 
the reception that it got and how well how well it's done. Yeah, um, I think I think your timing was perfect as well because people did have that time to really sit and enjoy yeah. reading, and they needed that that kind of humor and um, realism <laughs> and yeah, I think. How difficult was it to get it published though? Because obviously you self-published, but once you'd written it, how easy was it for you to put it out there into the world or did you have that kind of fear stopping you at some point? Um, I, I kind of did it tentatively. Um, you know, first I sort of posted it on my Facebook page and people I knew started reading it and they're enjoying it. And then I sort of, went out to ladies groups on Facebook and then I kind of realized that actually you know women are really enjoying reading this um and I was getting so many messages um you know thanking me for making them laugh through horrible horrible times yeah um so that made it really worthwhile and particularly there was a message from the nurse that worked at A&E and she said she was reading my books on her break and they become um, the therapy. So brilliant. I thought, well, you know, it's not posh, it's not highbrow, it's not a great literary classic, but it's making women laugh and making them feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what we need more of in the world. And so once you put it out on Amazon, how did that feel? Scary, exciting? Scary, really scary. Um, <clears throat> and obviously you're, you're worried about the reviews and... But, you know, people are going to love it. People are going to hate it. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. But generally, thank goodness, and fingers crossed, they love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been in the bestsellers, um, yeah. humorous, erotica, hasn't it, for several times, which is just amazing. You must um, be so proud. I mean, at one point, it got into the top 700 books on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. Which, when you think of the millions of books millions. There, that's a massive achievement. Um, I mean, ultimately... Um, the goal would to be get would be to get a traditional publisher. Yeah. And what's um, the response been from, from traditional publishers? Have you tried that route yet? I've gone down because you have to go to a literary agent first. Yeah. And um they're looking for stories that will resonate through the dark and bring light, you know, bring light into bring light into the darkness and resonate through the centuries, you know. I've got a fucker, a cockner and a balls in my first paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I'm really what they're looking for um and you know when I submit to literary agents I do it I'm, I'm cringing as I press send you know because I think they're just going to look at this and they're going to think what this woman sent us um but it seems to me that there's there's a disparage there between because women readers like it and it's obviously what they yes. want to read and it's lighthearted and it's fun, but it's also making a point of saying that actually this is how we should be represented. This is real women. This is real life. Can we have more of this, please? To what literary agents think we should be reading. Which is sort of more highbrow yeah. or, you know, more educated. Um, and also this whole thing now with celebrities and books. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of frustrating. Um you know, I'm 51 years old, I don't have a cracking pair of tits and I haven't been on Love Island, so that's me. Yeah. I've got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> never say never, Steph. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> have you always been this confident at trying new things? Has this, has this always been with you or is this something that's come later in life? I've, I've always kind of um, 
been a little bit wrapped with anxiety. Mm. You know, I've kind of never, um, I've never been overly confident. You know, I've done things and, you know, and I've, I've, I've sort of run my own business, but it, it always came with that, Ooh, you know. I've, I, so I don't know. I think as I've, as I've got older, um, I'm, I am kind of more confident in my own abilities, but I've still always got that nagging doubt in my brain. You know, will it work? What if it doesn't work? But you've got to do it, haven't you? You've got to try because if you don't try, you'll never know. Exactly. What's the worst case scenario? Is yeah. like you say, you had it in a pseudonym. It might not have got many readers, and then you've, you've you've tried it, you've experienced it, you've written it, and then you move on to something else. I mean, even now, even though it's done so well, I'm still scared. <laughs> well, yeah, because now you've. You didn't just write one. So you wrote the first one, put it out there. But then you've got other women saying, well, actually, what happens next? To yes, what, um, so there's four books in the series. So um, and then there's Waxworks and My Menopausal Bits, which is kind of an aside. Because I thought, well, if I have to go through it, she can go through it. Um, so I took her from sort of start to finish, really. Yeah. Um, because like you said, I was having women messaging me saying, what happens next? Does she marry Tom? Does she marry, does she marry Ryan? Um, well, I'm really pleased she got together with Ryan, but I really wanted to see her with Dr. Gorgeous, you know. So, so yeah, so I've, I've taken her on a journey and hopefully um, the readers will be happy with, with how her story ends. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> no, I won't say anything. I started the journey now, so I'll have to finish it. <laughs> and what's next? Has it spurred you on to write more of the same thing? Would you like to write different types of fiction? Well, I've just published few days ago um a book of quotes on the menopause oh brilliant so it's called it's not the change quotes from the menopause um and because i i was finding the menopause is becoming almost a bit middle class so you know therapy and nutrition and this and that and the other but what about the women that can't afford all these wonderful things that don't work for corporates or don't work in, cost, in public service. So yeah. they haven't got the benefit of menopause coaches, which is, is a fantastic idea. Yeah. So what about your cooks, your cleaners, your carers, your self-employed crafters, all the women, you know, that don't have access to the wonderful things that are going on. Mm. So I went to them um, and I asked them for their funniest quotes and memories of the menopause. That's such a good um, idea. And there's over 200 quotes, and some of them are absolutely hilarious. Um, but the, the overriding um, opinion from the ladies that were giving me their quotes was, I want to show other women that they're not alone. Yeah, yeah. It does seem um, like at the moment there's a real sense of community for women that they are really supporting one another and coming together to make sure that we can all be connected and not and, go and, through things alone. And also, again, using humour. Yeah. You know, so some women are going to read them, going to read this book and they're going to go, oh, my God, I thought I had it bad, but that's nothing compared to, you know? And it, yeah. and it is going to make you feel that you're not alone, you're not going through it on your own, um, and hopefully um, make them laugh as well at the same time. And what's, what's some of the funniest instances that you've found through the menopause then for you personally? Oh, gosh, just... Uh, <laughs> um, going down to the shop on the phone to my sister and then touching my back pocket of my jeans and saying, oh, I'll have to go home. I've left my phone at home, but I was on it. 
Um, I put my phone in the microwave. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't switch it on. <clears throat> I, 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 um, I once um, was on the phone and I'd parked my car in the, in the local um, supermarket car park and was on my phone, didn't look down, I was just looking down, going back to my car, clicked the thing to open it, got in the car without really looking, just on kind of automatic, put my key in the ignition, it wouldn't start, picked up a, a disc next to me that didn't recognise that, I was thinking that's an old kid's thing. Sat there for a few, it felt like quite a few seconds working out why my car wouldn't start looked to the side of me and I'd got in somebody else's car who was exactly oh, the same make and colour as mine. <laughs> so so I guess worse, definitely. So then I got quickly, I had my shopping with me. So I got out of the car thinking no one will have seen me. It's fine. Was in a rush to pick my daughter up. Complete brain fog. Just I couldn't, I just completely lost it. Drove up the road and then realised I'd left my phone and the shopping back in the car. In the car. <laughs> so I had to go back, praying they'd still be there, that no one saw me and got them out. And I was so kind of shocked at how I literally had gone into this brain fog where I just couldn't, my brain just was not functioning at all. And I was thinking that will have all been on CCTV, wouldn't it? (laughs) You're lucky you weren't on Crime Watch. (laughs) I know, yeah. But that was one of the things, was one of the instances did prompt me to go to the doctors and get some HRT. (laughs) So I'm happy to say that it's not been as bad since. Um, Well, that's what quite a few ladies in the book said, you know, this happened, that happened. And that's when I decided to go and, and get some HRT. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, some of the stories are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so, is that on our, our, our Amazon? It's just come out on Amazon. Yes. And what's that called? Uh, it's not. It's not the expletive change. Uh, quotes from the menopause. Brilliant. I shall add that to the links as well, so that everyone can share and, and <laughs> download them and everything. I just, I, I just love what you're doing. I love. It's so refreshing, actually. To talk to a woman in her 50s that's tackled this subject in a humorous way, that's not scared to, of the content, especially when you consider that this is not something that you've you've delved into before, so you've had to kind of research it a little bit and, and put your own stance on it. And I love that you've been brave enough to do that, because I think it is about being brave when you get into midlife and taking those steps out. And doing so. something completely different, yes. And just, yeah. um, just doing the unexpected. Um, yeah. But I kind of, I love it now that I haven't conformed to the stereotypes of age. Does I, it make you want to step out of it even further now? Yeah. With <laughs> but no, I've kind of, um, the Wax Whips and Hairy Fit series of books, you know, I think I've taken that as far as I can go. Yeah. Um, so we'll, yeah, I said I've published the menopause book, so we'll see, see what comes next. Yeah, I love it, and I'll be continuing to follow your journey. It's fabulous, really. It's well done. I just think it's brilliant, and I, and I hope it does encourage other women that are listening to to just challenge themselves. If there's something they're thinking of, an idea that they've thought about for years, and they've not been brave enough to try it, now is definitely the time to do it. Like we said, if if you don't try it, you'll never know. Yeah, um, and better, I think, better to have tried than to have like regrets. Yeah. You know, I'd hate to get to 80 and look back and think, oh, I wish I'd written that looking book now. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure your grandchildren will be. Oh, <laughs> they're going to look for me, aren't they? <laughs> look what grandma wrote. I love it. <laughs> look what great grandma wrote. <laughs> it's fabulous. We need more of it. We need more women in the world that are really um, stepping out of their comfort zones and showing up for other women. It's fabulous. My last four questions that I ask all my guests 
Do you have a, talking of books and writing, do you have your own favourite book that's really inspired you that, that you go to regularly? No, not really. I'm, I'm kind of, um, I can just read anything. Um, but really bizarrely, um, I really like enjoying, I really enjoy reading like Stephen King. <laughs> completely opposite genre. Yeah, because I was completely, the complete opposite to, to what I've written. Yeah. I've never read ch Chicklet. Well, I suppose I have, but it was, you know, wasn't very enjoyable. But I just, I, I just, I like sort of good old-fashioned horror, you know? Brilliant. Just suspend your disbelief and just, um, yeah, just enjoy it. I started reading The Tommyknockers the other day, um, but I'm finding that a little bit difficult to get into, so that's, that's probably my menopausal brain. Yes. Yeah, I find it hard to, I'm not finding it harder to focus on books for a longer period of yeah. time now, definitely. Um, yeah. But no, like I said, in, in terms of reading, um, I've never read anything like the book that I've written. So <laughs> you think it's interesting though, do you think that this has allowed you to, to delve into a completely different side of your personality that you never really had? I suppose I've always, before? I've always had a sense of humour mm. and I think it just allowed me to develop it. Yes. I just allowed me to develop my sense of humour. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was just a real, almost like a, as I was writing it, you know, that, that's a one-up for women. You know, yeah. Yeah. scenarios. Yeah. I'm, you know, almost thinking, right, how can I end this where she really comes out on top? Um, and yeah, that was, that was quite a motivator actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there is that northern humour, and I think it is different. Yeah, but I do think that comes across, which you know I really could relate to. Um, I mean, it's so funny because I went to see my son in London um, back in September, and we went into Sainsbury's, and I got served. And you'll appreciate this being a northerner. And I just strike up a conversation with the woman behind the checkout, and my son's looking at me and he's shaking his head. <laughs> and this poor woman, she just, you know, I don't know what she thought of me. And then he said, Mum, you've got to remember, you're not up north now. You can't <laughs> speak to people in shock. <laughs> yes, it's so different. Yes. Yeah, no, that comes through, it really does. And what about um, music then? Do you listen to a lot of music? Do you have a favourite song that always kind of is your go-to, get you up song? Um, oh, gosh, I'm, when it comes to music, I'm um, firmly stuck in the 80s. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Can't be a bit of the 80s. <laughs> So, you know, bit of wham. Yeah. Bit of soft cell, communards. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, don't leave me this way. Yeah. I, I was singing that all the way through when I was writing. Uh, but again, you know, it's shocking for the teenagers. I don't know what they listen to. It's educating them, Stephanie. It's educating them. <laughs> but no, because you know, 1980s music, it was so poppy and it was so joyful, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. It's sort of great to listen to when you're writing and just, you know, um, oh, I've let myself down there. I? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you're more like you, your younger self now that you've got your 50s? Because I, I definitely feel more like I was my, my inner 16 to 18 year old self. And now again, I kind of feel like I've come full circle and I'm going yeah. back to doing things I love. Yes. Um, and I'm enjoying things more. I think. Yeah. Um, and you know that and that and that fear you develop, you know, as you get so when when you're a teenager, you've been fearless, aren't you? Yes. 
and then he starts to grow up and everything becomes really serious and sensible and, and fear sets in. I've kind of lost that fear, yeah. you know? Yes. I feel as fearless as I did when I was 18. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really liberating, isn't it? Um, apart from when it comes to looking at book reviews. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you look at them or do you try not to? Um, no, I do look at them because I find, I sometimes actually find them hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got a one star review recently because I've written a sequel. Right. So it, it said, you know, it's um, this is false because you have to read the next one to find out what happens. Oh. Okay. Right. Um, and then I've had um, some really negative reviews from people that have read it expecting it to be something that it's not. Right. So it's not gone quite far enough as they expected. <laughs> yeah, and I get that a lot. It's, um, okay, well, you actually have completely missed the point. It's not supposed to go that far. Yes. Um, and that's why I chose the title Wax Whips and My Hairy Bits. Yeah. Because I wanted to, it to be sort of so blatantly a comedy. Yes. You know, surely you couldn't read that title and think it's serious. Yeah. Well, clearly, clearly some do. <laughs> but some do. <laughs> that's a whole different world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> what about who inspires you? Who inspires me? Um, my children inspire me um, because I want to be better for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, um, I'm, uh, my mother inspires me. So what does book, your mum think about the book? She thinks, she, it's read she thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's uh, an 84 year old Maltese woman um, that met my dad when he was in the area when he was 18 and um, moved over to the UK um, and she sort of built her life here. She um, worked as a nursery assistant looking after children's special needs. She's run a French club. She's formidable, absolutely formidable. Um, and I'd like to think I might have a little bit of that. Yeah. And she's funny. She is so funny. Um, I mean, we're getting into dementia territory now, so. Some of that is going, but she can still come out some cracking one lines. You need to be sat there with your notepad and your notepad. I know. Get writing them all down. But when I showed her the book, my written the first thing she said was, ooh la la. Is that you on the book cover? No, mum, it's not <laughs> me on the cover. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Because I think those are the two, the two things I get asked most about the book are, is that you on the cover? And is it written from personal experience? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, my stock answer is, read the book. If that is written from personal experience, I am a complete disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. And um, if you're know, trying to encourage women to be more complimentary about themselves, because we usually... That compliments often kind of turn it into humour. But if you were to pay yourself a compliment, what would it be? Do I have to? <laughs> you do. You see, this is the thing that everybody gets stuck on. Um, Why some people have been in tears answering this because they can't actually get the words out. Um, well, I suppose I'm funny. I'm kind. I like to think I'm kind. Um, I'm always here 
um, if anyone needs me. I'm a listening ear. Um, and, um, and I've got quite nice eyes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Love them all. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank and you. I'm going to put all the links to the books so you can buy them and all the details. But do you have a website, Stephanie, or is it best about Facebook? Um, I don't. Um, I just, um, I do have a Facebook page, right. um, which you can send you the link to, but yes. I don't really, don't really use it much. <laughs> right. Well, I'll send um, them all the links to the books so you can download it and, yeah. Yeah, but if I, I'll send you, so what do I want to send you? The link to the Facebook page. The link, link to the Facebook page. Um, um, or Twitter. I do quite a lot on Twitter. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, only if you're social media so people can find out. Okay. Excuse journey. the cough. I'm still, you know, a little bit. Yes. So how are you feeling? Because you've just obviously recovered from COVID. So you, um, you've had a house full of COVID as well, haven't I've you? I've had everyone that's had yeah. COVID. Well, at least they got it over and done with in one go, I guess. Yeah, no, it, it, it actually... Um, really knocked me which I was surprised about just in terms of the fatigue yeah and the headache and the nausea and it just seemed to go on and on and on and on um but luckily apart from a bit of a we've all had sort of like uh, throaty coughs but mm. nobody's had any respiratory symptoms good so I obviously it's, it's the milder variant isn't it um but anyway hopefully that's it so I've done with it now yes yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I'm glad to see you recovering. And it's just been an absolute delight and a breath of fresh air talking to you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Speak Take soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, I couldn't leave the interview without leaving you a little bit of an uh, example of some of uh, Steph's writing from Wax Whips and My Hairy Bits. I'm going to leave, read you a little uh, extract. I don't fancy having my fanny flaps waxed and shaving isn't really an option as I always get a shaving rash. So the only option I've got is hair removing cream. A quick trip to the shops and it's mission accomplished. My lady garden is smothered in intimate hair remover cream. It resembles a Mr. Whippy with sprinkles. And I have to say, it's not the most attractive look in the world. I'm staggering around like a saddle sore old cowboy, but it's going to be worth it. And without an E and without pubes. A bald fanny paragon of sexual liberation. The bird with the posh name in Fifty Shades of Whatever is going to have nothing on me. Though I have to admit, the undercarriage was a bit of a nightmare, and to be honest, it does sting a bit. At least I don't have to wait too long, and then I will be smooth, shiny, and burning now. Burning is not right, surely. Jesus, my flaps are on fire. Give me a minute, I need to jump in the shower and get this shit off. I just spent four fucking hours in A&E. I washed the cream off, my minge was glowing red and burning like a bastard, which is almost bearable until the swelling started. I could feel my lips starting to throb. They were pulsating like a rare steak. I didn't want to look down, but I knew I had to. Fuck me, I had testicles. Just call me Johnny Big Bollocks, because that is what I had. I quickly checked Dr. Google, and the best thing for swelling is elevation and an ice pack. So I spent the best part of half an hour with my minge in the air and a packet of frozen peas clamped between my thighs. Needless to say, it had no effect at all. and became painfully clear that I was going to have to haul my now damp, swollen crotch to the hospital. Never before have I felt so humiliated, having to describe my intimate detail, my problem to little Miss McBitch at reception. Well, anyone that has uh, used uh, hair removing cream down there might have some kind of experiences of that and can relate to it. And I just like her northern humour. I think the way she's tackled this conversation is a breath of fresh air. So I hope that's made you smile for the rest of the day. And I will be back next week with some more inspiration. 
I love the fact that uh, Stephanie stepped out of her comfort zone to write something completely different and enter a whole new world that she never thought she would be uh, possible, you know, that it would be possible to do. So I love the fact that if you keep your options open and you keep your mind open and say yes to new opportunities, who knows where it may lead to and uh, what fun you might have along the way, because it certainly sounds like Steph's had lots of fun writing these books. I will be back next week, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Bubble podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. If it has, why not come and join a fabulous group of women in my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group, where you can get to connect with other women all at different stages of their own midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. You can also come and say hello on Instagram at RachelPuru1. I'd love to know how you intend, or how you are already, stepping out of your bubble in 2022. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week with some more inspiration, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous.